In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 77th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. What are the Falcons going to do on defense after giving up 534 yards and the 43-37 to loss to the New Orleans Saints on Sunday at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium? The Falcons also are taking on injuries at a high rate, and Ricardo Allen's injury did not look good in the second play of overtime. He couldn't put any weight on his leg, was taken off the field, and put immediately immediately onto the cart and driven into the locker room where it was a pretty somber scene after the game. A lot of people uh, were speculating that he has an Achilles tear, including former NFL doctor, Dr. David Chow, who's uh, the football doctor on the internet. Since the teams don't give their information up immediately, there's a market for folks like Dr. Chow. He tweeted, at Atlanta Falcons may not be so lucky. Worry for Achilles tear. That's out. That's a season-ending injury if that's the case. The Falcons like to get their initial diagnosis, keep it close to their vest, and then get MRIs to confirm it and then make the announcement. So uh, we'll be on point for that here today or tomorrow. Usually on Tuesdays, uh, the off days when that happens, uh, Coach might uh, might do it today. But we'll stay on top of that. Ricardo Allen, uh, Achilles calf injury, to give you an update on that. Secondly, on the defensive side of the ball, we talked to several other defenders. Uh, you know, some were distraught, others were stand-up guys. Brooks Reed talked, Demonte Casey, uh, you know, they all tried to do the best they could in a tough situation after that devastating loss to the Saints. Uh, talked to Demonte Casey, and, you know, he just made it real simple. We have to tackle better. And then uh, every other subsequent question, the answer was tackling. Tackling, tackling, and, yeah, tackling. I cannot agree with the young man more. There were several missed tackles in that game. Certainly the uh, biggest being Brian Poole knocking, overshooting Drew Brees and knocking Robert Alford off of the compression tackle. It should have been an easy stop right there if he does the technique that the team has taught him and not allow the 39-year-old quarterback to spin free and rumble into the end zone. Uh, That's a big one. I'm sure the coaches were not happy with that. Also saw one earlier, uh, Robert Alford had a nice angle on Teddy Ginn, who's, you know, one of the shiftiest cats in the league. 
But Robert could have blown him up, stopped the uh, play, stopped him from getting the first down early. But, um, you know, those are just two. There were several more. We'll try to get it. We'll make our own count here when we do our film review. We'll see if we can get a count from Coach Dan Quinn today. Uh, press conference is at 2.30, I believe. And an open locker room on Monday is at 3.15. Hey, we have something here. The offense also wanted to help the defense out, and they felt they couldn't get the running game going, and that was a factor for the defense being on the field too long. We hear that from Brandon Fusco. Yeah, we just we just get to get in the rhythm like we did last week in the run game. Uh, we were all pretty disappointing. That's the main thing we said after the game. Just it was kind of frustrating not getting that run game going, and that's how our offense goes. Yeah, we put up points today, but we uh, yeah, we were defense on the field way too much. So um, definitely have to go look at the film tomorrow and uh, improve on that. But yeah, we were definitely not happy with the run game. Today. Um, again, kind of your time in this league, uh, bouncing back from a situation like this, what's, what's, what, how do you approach it? Well, I mean, we got a good veteran group of guys on this team that are uh, going to take charge and make sure this team just uh, moves on for this. Uh, it's one game. Uh, we have plenty more. Uh, what hurts about this is a division game, but um, you know, we got to come back. We're home next week. And just got to play well and get back on the winning track. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, Thank you. Brandon, uh, what do you think was the keys to, you know, not being able to get that run game going, like you said? Uh, you know, it, it, it's hard to say right now. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel like we were in a very good rhythm. Um, you know, I think maybe it's one guy here, one guy there on a play that, you know, didn't reach this guy or just didn't make his block. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's when you want the run game to go, it, it takes everybody. It's not just offense line, tight ends, receivers. It's just everybody. And uh, just weren't in sync. And we got to go back and watch the film see what happened. It's hard to say right now, but we just weren't in rhythm. It's, we were frustrated. That, uh, they tied it up. Uh, Y'all got two minutes to go down, a yeah. little bit over, I think, to go down and get the field goal and get out of here. Uh, yeah. How disappointing was it to yeah. not close yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, People consider point defense, played all these points, but really it's on us in those winning situations to uh, execute and go down and win the game. And we didn't do that. We didn't do a good job. Uh, as an offense line, we didn't give Matt enough time up there in that, in that series. And, uh, you know, we'll put that on us. And just uh, we got to go back and improve. We can't have this feeling again. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah. Offensive guard Brandon Fusco, who uh – Pointed out a few key things there. Uh, you know, they, they felt it was tied up. They could have went down and got in the field goal range, needed to get to like the 35 or 37, and uh, that drive stalled and had to punt. Saints got it with 16 seconds left, ran out the clock there. Also, the run game was stopped, stymied, stopped in its tracks there. It was bad, uh, sledding all the way around. Uh, you know, looked at the next-gen stats. They got uh, most of the yards running behind Jake Matthews. It was negative uh, five yards on two carries behind Schweitzer. Got a little bit behind Fusco, and then nothing. Five carries for six yards going uh, around uh, right right tackle by Ryan Schrader. So nobody had a good game up front. Uh, the Saints really just loaded, overloaded that box, dared the Falcons to throw it, invited them into a shootout, and they got into it and couldn't uh, didn't have enough bullets there at the end to pull it out. So 
you know, the run game. This was also another outlier game. So just, you know, so we're wrapping up here as we go. Ricardo Allen, what to do with the defense, tackling all the missed tackles. The offense, how they can help the defense. And this theme here is what are the Falcons going to do on defense? And, you know, uh, before we move on to the last items, Matt Ryan's passing and a look ahead to the Bengals. One of the things they could do on the defense is sign Eric Reed. The safety for the San Francisco 49ers is unemployed. Some people believe that the league's colluding against him and Colin Kaepernick for kneeling in the uh, name of social and racial injustice. But uh, he would be an immediate upgrade for the Falcons, who said they wanted to stay in-house after Keanu Neal went down. But if Ricardo Allen is out, they're going to have to sign the best player out there because Jordan Richards, who they traded for, uh, hasn't played that well in the first two games with the Falcons. They also signed Keith Tandy, a former reserve and veteran special teamer. And you have DeMonte Casey back there now as the leader of the uh, back end of the defense. And he's a second-year guy out of San Diego State. And, uh, you know, Eric Reed would, but, you know, he started 69 games. He's 26 from LSU, from that whole uh, defensive crowd that the Falcons like. You know, Dion, Duke Riley, Jalen Collins. Uh, I'm sure they had Eric Reed rated very high, too. Uh, so we'll see where that goes and if he's in shape uh, and so forth. But, uh, yeah, what? Are the Falcons going to do on defense? They're going to have to do something. Uh, They don't appear to have many answers on the roster. Now, also in this game, Matt Ryan had uh, 148.1 passer rating, the highest rating in a loss in NFL history. Minimum attempts, 25. was also one of the highest, uh, the only game that a team lost with uh, no turnovers. Uh, with the with the higher score, but we'll track that stat down. But the uh, highest rating in the loss in NFL history is from our guys over at Pro Football Reference, Scott Cashmere, and uh, uh, thank him for tweeting that one out. Let's look ahead to the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, one more thing on Matt Ryan: five touchdown passes to tie the team record held by Wade Wilson, set on December thirteenth, nineteen ninety-two, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where he led the Falcons to a thirty-five to seven win over Sam Weish and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on nineteen ninety-two, week fifteen of that season. Let's look ahead to the Bengals, who are coming in. Will be coming into Atlanta after their first loss. Be the first of two games against the AFC North teams as the Falcons are head up to Pittsburgh the following week. The Bengals are two and one. Lost to the Panthers on Sunday, thirty-one to twenty-one. They it went back and forth. Carolina got a fourteen-point lead and uh, you know pulled you know added a field goal late. Uh, Andy Dalton was 29 of 46 for 356, two touchdowns and four interceptions. Uh, two of them were charged to rookie John Ross, who wasn't running his routes correctly, according to our folks at the Cincinnati Enquirer. A.J. Green's status is up in the air. He had a groin injury. Running back Joe Mixon's out. Uh, maybe coming back for this one. This will be the earliest of his return date. Center Billy Price, first-round pick is out. 
Linebacker Vontez Burfick suspended. He's out. Uh, their run defense gave up 230 yards against the Panthers, so uh, the Falcons may be able to get their run game back on track against the Bengals, who are 2-1 and one with victories over the Indianapolis Colts, 34-23 in their opener, and a uh, victory over the Baltimore Ravens, 34-23, and then the loss to the Panthers. This will be the 14th meeting between the Falcons and the Bengals. The Bengals hold a lead 8-5 to five, and they won the last meeting on September the 14th. I believe it was the second game of the season 2014 up there uh, at Paul Brown Stadium where they won 24-10 against the Falcons. In that game, Future Falcon Muhammad Sanu caught a 76-yard touchdown pass from Andy Dalton in that game. As uh, it was, uh, I think that was the year the teams also scrimmaged in the uh, exhibition season. And so, uh, you know, that also ended up being uh, Coach Smith's last year. But uh, yeah, the Bengals won that game, twenty-four to ten. They're two and one. They'll come into the Mercedes-Benz trying to get their situation uh, settled. But in the coming weeks, we'll be asking a lot about missed tackles, Ricardo Allen's position, uh, how they're going to play on the back end, how to get the run game going. Uh, that'll be over, you know, looking the fine performance Calvin Ridley turned in, the five touchdown passes Matt Ryan through the Falcons went 4-4 four, four in the red zone again. So now they got eight straight trips with touchdowns into the red zone. Uh, but when you lose 43-37 to 37 in overtime and you give up 534 yards on defense, we're going to have to talk about some defense this week. So with that, we're going to sign off here from the 77th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. You all take care and have a great week. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.